Um, Internet Explorer is a podcast that contains adult themes. Um, in this episode, uh, we spend a lot of time graphically describing <laughs> Donald Trump going to the bathroom. Yeah, there, uh, there's a lot of like poop, poop talk. I guess. I mean, like, poop talk is that's not R-rated. Yeah, I, I mean, know, baby's like, poop. Whatever. It's adult themes, but you know what? It is intellectual themes, adult. Oh, oh, smart and and engaging. At one point, you said a gross thing about nutting. I yeah, there's that. Hi there, I'm Ryan Broderick. Welcome to BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, it's Kate Dionatopoulos. Hi, it's Ryan Broderick, like I said. Um, we don't really remember how we used to start this show, and God forbid I would ever listen to one of our episodes. Yeah, we're literally like, wait, what, what did we used to say in the beginning? Yeah, like, <laughs> I wanted to be like, hi, welcome to BuzzFeed's Google Chrome. <laughs> Um, so, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's, it's been, been a, a little year? while. No. Well. M- more than a year. It's been a year since we officially paused, but we did our end of the year December worst of 2016 episode. So, about eight months ago, we reconvened to discuss important issues mm. of bad things, but it's been about a year since we've been regularly doing the podcast. I feel like we're one of those horrible 90s indie rock bands that like broke up and then they're just always at Coachella. It's like, yeah. hey, we're back. Yeah, and it's like they kind of just like look gross now. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. It's weird, like kind of like balding and bloated. I am channeling Guy Fieri right now. <laughs> I have a, you can't see this because it's a podcast, but I'm wearing a blue Hawaiian shirt. You kind, you are. Yeah. Um, so and a this, tank top. yeah, this is exciting because uh, Ryan is here in our New York offices. Normally, Ryan is in London. That's as, right. As all you Internet Explorer heads know. Yeah, you know all the fans that <laughs> message us for some reason a lot. Um, so he was in the office, and I heard from across the office a hoarse, raspy, know-it-all voice, and I said, "My God." Ryan's here. I didn't. I had no idea you were coming into town. No, I never tell anyone. And my voice is hoarse <laughs> a lot. I feel like every time I come here, I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Like somehow the, tr- the 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 travel in the plane, I get here and I'm just viciously ill. Yeah. So now I'm going to infect all the microphones of this nice studio. Nice. And then, yeah. Nice. How have you been? Um, I've been good. You had a you you have a child. I do, and now he's almost one years old. That's Next week, wild. one years old. Um, yeah, so you were here, so I, we were like, let's do an episode. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, so I was on maternity leave until January. Same. Came back, you, <laughs> you know, obviously were on maternity leave as well. That's right. Um, and then we kind of were like, we just never got it together to record <laughs> more episodes. No. And people were like, what's the deal? Is it, is it like, uh, is it coming back? We're like, I don't know. I guess we have to like, uh. Do something. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying that Reply All's biggest error mm-hmm. is making new episodes. Right. We have become legendary. Yeah, exactly. Where, you know, <laughs> Alex and PJ, you know, they're working, producing things, creating things. We we figured it out. Yeah. You just don't make it. You anything. don't do it, and then everyone uh, misses you. Exactly. So That's... now 
We're back. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't. Maybe we'll do some more in the future. What you know, it's it's hard. Ryan, we're on two different continents. We both have other jobs that are demanding and require a lot of our time. Right. So, and, but but here we are. Here we are, full of ideas. That's right. Brimming with ideas. Brimming. And to be perfectly honest, we kind of didn't really actually have any ideas or plans going into recording this episode. No. But based on the messages that you guys send us, when you're not like sending me like weird photos that you found on Facebook. <laughs> We thought we would just kind of go through the last nine months that feels like two years. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a very it's, – it's, it's been a very long, long year. I'm yeah. tired all the time. Yes. The internet is not fun. Um, well, you know, what's, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing since our last episode, which was at the end of December – we have a new president. Yeah, Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> actually, we actually recorded this uh, <laughs> last summer and we banked it yeah. for a year later. So, you know, hopefully Hillary's so, doing well after her first hundred days. Yeah. Like, there's been – being a person who works in news, mm. there's a lot of news. There's a lot of news. There's a lot of news. And it's a different feeling. It feels like the news never stops coming. No. I was in – It's j- like – the news is kind of like when you nut, but the news keeps sucking. Oh, you know, that's and gross. you're the, that's gross. the you, you know you're gonna shame me for that one. No, I, we I mean, we I are think, an anti. I know that you have had now, but as a non-haver, <laughs> as a virgin, I think it's gross to talk about like, um, that sort of stuff. Well, you know, I feel like it was a little bit of a mixed metaphor, anyways. But uh, yeah, it's been you know an, an overwhelmingly active news cycle that feels. Frantic? Yeah, I would say since January, just nothing has stopped. Right. And it's weird because, I mean, I think the other thing that is complicated, I guess it's not complicated, I don't know, is that, like, the stuff that you and I have been talking about for years, Mm. uh, about uh, internet culture and the rise of the alt-right, although in its various previous forms of Gamergate and MRAs and whatever, stuff that we have been sort of watching happen, all of a sudden it's like now this uncontrollable beast that like has been set loose from its cage. Right. And it's like we saw the house starting to catch fire and we're like, that's weird. <laughs> and like, yeah. like that, that's strange that someone just left the uh, the oven on with the gas burner and is striking matches. But well, I don't know. And now like. It's like it, someone now it's... took our podcast mm-hmm. and ate it and it made them violently ill. And then for the last year, they've just been having constant diarrhea <laughs> of this podcast content. Like, like we were talking about Pepe the Frog two years ago. Yeah. You know, I it was very strange. Yeah. Um, because I saw the inauguration and all the craziness from Japan. I was there for for January. Wow. So yeah. what was so what was that like? It was kind of like it was kind of like watching the earth explode while you're in like a space station. Yeah, okay. It was like I'm on the moon and then you look over and it's like, oh those those are mushroom clouds, you know? Mm-hmm. It was it was a it was a strange time also because like the Japanese ha- didn't even know who Donald Trump was leading into the election. Yeah. Like not really. Um, and like they, you know, they, they have their own alt-right and everything. What's the Japanese alt-right like? Like what are they, <laughs> what are they into? So Shinzo Abe is like their, their prime minister. And he, when he was elected, realized that trolls online would do things 
if they could be incited to do them. Mm-hmm. Kind of a revolutionary concept, you know? Right. And they, it's the birthplace of 4chan. So it's yeah. called 2chan or Nichan. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, a group called the Neto Yoku. Okay. Neto Uyoku. And they troll journalists uh, who report against, you know, the the establishment, mm-hmm. who say, that, you know, Shinzo Abe is doing something bad. All the trolls come out. And mm-hmm. um, it's actually a known fact that Shinzo Abe uses taxpayer money to, like, set up troll accounts to go after journalists. So that's, I mean, uh, that's surprising because, you know, J- Japan is like a real true democracy. It's not like somewhere... Like in Russia, there's troll farms that are, you know, linked to the Kremlin. We had Adrian Chen come on and talk about that. Right. Um, and but, you know, Russia is Russia's Russia. It's not like uh, what we think of as a like true, real, like functioning democracy in that sense with the freedom of press right. and Internet and everything. Um, it's strange that that exists in Japan. Yeah. A reporter I was talking to said that what Trump is trying to do in the U.S. happened here five years ago, and it succeeded. So basically, they used, like, this mass army of trolls to successfully intimidate journalists into stop doing their job. Uh-huh. So, like, now it, their press freedom is, I think, actually worse than Russia's. Huh. Mm-hmm. How many trolls do you think it would take you to stop blogging? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Could ever stop me. No amount of trolls could ever stop us. Although, I, I will say, I did get a really good DM from a troll the other day. What did it say? It was just one message. Uh-huh. And, you know, Charlie Warzel? Yeah. So he writes uh, about kind of like the alt-right media landscape for BuzzFeed. And the message just said, Warzel already does what you do, but better. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Wow. <laughs> that was good. That's not even a troll. That's just a harsh critic. That was just like mean, <laughs> that was just a mean thing. That was yeah, just like, yeah. That was just, yeah. I mean, trolling is, the, they don't mean it. No. But that person, wow. They that's got me. Rough. They got me good. That's rough. Yeah. What have you been up to since I've been gone? Well, you know, uh, there's been there's been a couple little things that I feel like we have discussed not on a podcast, but, you know, that are like th- – there's a few things that stand out to me as things that I've come across on the internet that have made me deliriously happy. Um, yeah, let's, let's, what's, what's a good thing? The first thing uh, is the uh, plate cucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, the plate cucks is a meme that I came across on Twitter and uh, trying to describe it. It's like um, – it is a a cartoon of sort of uh, sort of like almost like a split screen of um, Pepe dressed in a robe, um, like sort of like a Jesus figure, and he's lending sort of a hand to the feels guy, who is right. the guy that Pepe is always abusing, um, who is like crawling through a sort of desert kind of thing. And yeah, he's all like these... starving in the desert. Yeah. yeah, and so there's all there's like sort of a word bubble around him. Um, and, like, one side is obviously, like, the bad stuff and one side is the good stuff. Right. And Pepe is trying to show the guy on the bad side the way to the light and the right. good. So on the, the Pepe side, the the, uh, the the good side, the one, the light that he wants to bring the guy into. The enlightened. Yes. It says, eat out of saucepan. And the word... <laughs> And on the other side, the bad side, it says plate cucks. So the premise is that uh, enlightened people uh, eat directly out of the saucepan, and you're an idiot if you actually if you're a cuck to using 
a plate. So the, on the bad side with the plate cucks, you have the words conformity, dishwashing, <laughs> decadence, arbitrary rules. And on the eat out of saucepan side, the enlightened side, you have freedom, less washing up, efficiency, asceticism, transcendence. So I meant to tell you when you were like tweeting about this. Uh-huh. Um, so I've talked about my friend Jeff on this podcast before. He's sort of a character. Mm-hmm. He he figured out a better thing than than eating out of a saucepan. Okay. And it's mind-bogglingly insane and kind of genius. Okay. You make the macaroni and cheese right in your mouth? Frisbee. <laughs> he ate out of a Frisbee for a year because he realized that <laughs> he only needed one Frisbee and then he could just like wash it. And just eat all of his meals out of one Frisbee. So he only owned a Frisbee and a fork. But why would you need a Frisbee instead of just a plastic, a large plastic bowl? Because then you can play Frisbee with it. <laughs> <laughs> you, can go, you can go play Ultimate with your macaroni Frisbee. <laughs> How much Frisbee are you playing Dude, that you're willing to sacrifice a plate? Dude, when the boys come over and they want to play Ultimate <laughs> or Frisbee golf, you got to go. I guess when you got to toss the bee, you got to Yo, toss the bee. When the boys come over to play Frolf, you just got to do it. <laughs> That reminds me, I think it's really sad that we missed the entirety of the boys are back in town cracking open a cold one with the boys meme. Mm, Yeah. Because I really enjoy cracking open a cold one. With the boys. Yeah, I do. Why don't we, we should crack open some cold ones. Yeah. You you free this week? Well, the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. You free this week? I I am. I'm always free. All right, let's crack open some cold ones this week. I'm always free to crack open a cold one with the boys. All right, all right. I want to crack open some cold ones with you. Cool. I guess I I do want to talk about this a little bit because this does feel like one of the big changes since we've left, which is the way that these big platforms like Facebook and Twitter all of a sudden are now actually having to sort of like a little bit take ownership of the fact that like, yeah, there's a bunch of like white nationalists on our site. What do we do? So like banning Milo was – uh, one of those things. Um, they've banned now a lot of other uh, alt-right accounts, which is for Twitter, which has traditionally been like very pro-free speech to a, like a point of like being a dumbass about it and right. probably ultimately hurting their core business because people think of it as like a cesspool now. Right. But it's it, like a giant toilet that we all watch the president use. Right. And, <laughs> you know, after... Uh, after Charlottesville, we had all these, you know, people uh, who were on like a Trump business council all like bailed from that, like CEOs, um, tech platforms actually started like doing stuff like PayPal and Venmo and stuff are shutting down accounts of well, people. When I, so when I was in Italy and I was following the alt-right uh, vlogger Lauren Southern. Yeah. Um, and she was like working with these Austrian dudes to like stop refugees with a boat their crowdfunding platforms were all being shut down, which is the only way these people make money because YouTube won't let them monetize. Right. Which is interesting because YouTube has always been a pretty bad arbiter. Yeah. But they're they're I think they're dealing with the all right problem pretty pretty well. It is interesting how much YouTube people think of like oh Twitter or Reddit as like the you know the places where these bad guys hang out but like it's no. actually YouTube like it that is, has, and is. has been for a long time and there's these like YouTube stars and there might only be a handful of these 
I mean, stars is a relative term. It's not like they're like the top people on YouTube, but they're very popular within their little world. And they have tons and tons of viewers. I would say that like YouTube stars are like the wiggles for fascism. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like it's like where children go to get Wikipedia articles read wrong to them by a bunch of like neckbeard gamers. Yeah. Like 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 the John Tron thing. Which, if you're not familiar, like, there's a YouTuber named JonTron who uh-huh. literally has a neck beard. He was part of a uh, – he, he worked a lot with uh, other YouTubers. And he all of a sudden started just, like, saying some red pilly things. Mm-hmm. And he started doing uh, podcasts with uh, more conservative kind of – not alt-right. Like, it's a spectrum. Yeah. And, like, I think uh, what's interesting about YouTube's algorithm is that it suggests – things to you constantly. So it's like you take one step into that world and it's like, would you like to know more? Would you like, and then all of a sudden you're like on the Daily Stormer. Right, exactly. Um, God, there was another one. Of, I mean, there's this other thing of the the line between alt-right and regular YouTuber is somehow like the, hmm, how, how do I describe this? I would say that I Prefer the alt right YouTubers to regular, <laughs> to regular YouTubers. Like if you if you ask me like what would you rather like social experiment prankster YouTubers like like Jake Paul or like Paul Joseph Watson, I'd be like I'll take Paul Joseph Watson. Yeah, because at least like at least he believes in what he's doing, whereas regular YouTubers are so cynical that like. You know, they're just like they're soulless people. Um, Jake Paul, another. So there's been also in the time that we've been gone, there yeah. has been a uh, number of. Social media celebrity fall from graces that are like, in a lot of ways, the way I always think of it is, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> the PewDiePie thing. Like, oh man! Oh, like that so, was such a good story. So just uh, sum it up for anyone that maybe is like us and hasn't been around in two years. So PewDiePie. Um, I always thought it was pew pew die, but no, it's, it's pew die pie. Pew die pie. God, um, it's it's even more annoying than what you think yeah, it is. Is a Swedish Swedish video game vlogger um, who was the the number one most popular personality on YouTube, um, and his signature thing that he did was he like played video games and yelled. Um, yeah, and if you were into video games, you loved this. Um, but then you know he didn't just do that. He also like he got this beautiful. Yeah, he did like little comedy videos and stuff. And um, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal, right? Yeah. Well, well, first it was on Reddit where redditors started yeah. to speculate that he was red pilled. Right. Because he, he was making jokes that were getting edgier. Yeah, like he was sort of starting to do jokes that were like generously they were just tone deaf. I would say like a bad version of South Park style right. comedy. Like dumb South Park jokes. Right. And so the thing that sort of ended up getting him in trouble was he did a prank where he paid people on Fiverr, which is a site where you mm. can pay people like small amounts of money like 5 or 10 dollars to do like a very small simple task. He had people say like a bunch of, like, anti-Semitic stuff. Right. He had, like, some people. And it was, like, he did it with people who were in another country. So they probably didn't know what they were. The idea was, like, they didn't really understand the words of the sign they were holding up because they maybe didn't speak English. Right. But they had them holding up a sign that said, like, I love Hitler or something. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was something. Which is weird because, like, one of our first episodes was about the 4chan prank where they made Mountain Dew bottles that said Hitler did nothing wrong. Yeah. Which, like, at the time, 
and in another world was like incongruous and weird and kind of funny. Right. But it's not funny. Well, <laughs> well I no, I disagree because there's something vastly different that's there. That's true. So that's true. The 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 prank of getting the when Mountain Dew made a like <laughs> name your own flavor prank, like and people typed in Hitler did nothing wrong. You can check flavor. out. You can check it out in I think our second episode ever. If um, you want to go all the way back. So the butt of the joke there is on Mountain Dew, which is a giant corporation, which and the, should have never been allowing people to name right? Mountain Dew flavors, anyways. And the joke is that isn't it funny that you can make this corporation say something that a corporation would never ever say, like Hitler right. did nothing wrong, and it you know you say that knowing that this is like a thing that you wouldn't say. This was the butt of the joke were these people in, I think, India who were holding up a sign that said, I love Hitler for oh, $5. Wait. Sorry. But before that point, though, it was interesting because Reddit was speculating that he had been radicalized because there was a larger trend at that moment of him becoming visibly bored, I think, of being PewDiePie. Yeah. And the jokes were becoming darker. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of it was this thing that we see with YouTubers very often, which is that they get sick of being a child performer. Right. And unfortunately, now he is something much, much worse, which is a, like, shitty alt-right guy for video games. So he was – the Wall Street Journal wrote an article saying this guy did this prank that is offensive and problematic and, like, you know what? This guy's kind of anti-Semitic or something. And he had – they had some other jokes. This blew up. Uh, PewDiePie was very angry at the Wall Street Journal. He was – and he got his – like YouTube deal taken away, basically, like his ability to make advertising money in certain ways, and like Disney sort of like cut ties. Yeah, with him too. Like had, it was a big thing. He had a bunch of lucrative deals that fell through because of this article. Whoops! And now he has become more, and the that is radicalized him even more and more. So now he is like, hey, you know what? I hate those social justice warriors who think that I can't make some funny jokes. The, the press is evil, um, free well, see, speech. The press thing is interesting to me because I think about this a lot where it's like the role of the press in these sort of stories. And I understand why Wall, the Wall Street Journal wrote that up. Yeah. But I think in doing so, in the way they did it, has made things a lot harder for journalists trying to cover that kind of industry. And pushed the extremes of that community further away from the center. Yeah. Like, the alt uses this term called the Overton window. Uh-huh. Which is like a political concept that they are trying to shock the, the, the mainstream consensus of what the center of politics is in America right by, by being more extreme than they need to be to try to defeat the liberal center. Right. It's basically like... The more you go over the line, the more and more the line starts moving further and further away. They want to move true north more right than it is. Right, so that the average person is willing to accept more and more stuff that they normally wouldn't have accepted to begin with. And I think the Wall Street Journal, in doing what they did with PewDiePie in the way that they did it, did actually further radicalize young people, like super young people on on YouTube in a way that they probably wouldn't have if they had kind of done it, I think, in a, in a different way. Yeah, I think that what happened was a lot of, I think it's very easy for someone to look at that and say, hey, he was just making a joke. He doesn't love Hitler. 
This was a comedy bit he did <laughs> that was about how funny it is to have a sign that says, I love Hitler. Um, and Nor was he associating with any alt writers at the time. Right. He and still hasn't really. So, to you know, he had like a couple of other offensive jokes or whatever. A lot of people were saying, hey, this is just comedy. You know, this is you're allowed to say offensive and shocking things in comedy. That's, you know, I, he's he did nothing wrong. And you're being way too sensitive um, about this. Uh, and I think that that people who don't see the the deeper power behind him doing these bad jokes um, and think, hey, it's just a joke. It's just comedy. It's free speech. Um, I, I think you're right that 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 incites them to say the media is right. fucked up and that they should have never written this article. And uh, what I'm saying is that like in a Christ allegory, uh-huh. uh, PewDiePie would be like a, a Christ figure who got his Disney endorsement deal cut for all of our sins. <laughs> um, uh, definitely tweet us uh, PewDiePie is Christ. Hashtag yeah. PewDiePie is Christ. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely retweet it with our main God. account. I mean, but like I said, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I mean, that's the other thing is that the schadenfreude of watching YouTubers take what is probably the easiest job in the world and find new and exciting ways to completely fuck it up yeah. is wonderful. So, yeah, so we missed we missed those beautiful, wonderful stories. R.I.P. PewDiePie, you are still technically alive but dead to us. I guess, like, to sum it all up... It's like Donald Trump has a big toilet. Yeah. That he's constantly a glass toilet that you okay. can see inside yes. of. Much like a store. Right there with you. So I read about these Japanese nightclubs that do have like clear toilets that women go to the bathroom in and you can like sit underneath it and watch them. So like that's the thing. Okay. But you don't get to touch the pee and the poo? What's the point? Oh, there are some that like it just go straight down. So like the yeah. woman's uh, so okay, so imagine Who wants to watch a toilet and not be a human toilet? So, I want to be the human toilet. So we put this all together. In this new world that we live in, uh-huh. we are all vloggers. Yes. Trying to get subscribers. Yes. Filming ourselves uh-huh. underneath a giant glass toilet. Yeah. We live in a nightmare world, and I think <laughs> that our podcast is partly responsible for bringing us into this nightmare world. Yeah, I, I see that. I feel like you and I are the two bronies of the apocalypse. <laughs> um. But, uh, Ryan, I have to say, it has been just absolutely delightful getting to catch up with you. It's been good. If you want to hear more of this show, my PayPal is. <laughs> <laughs> um, if so you want to Venmo us. Up on us researcher.ru. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've put a bounty on Katie on WeSearcher. And if you want to pledge uh, $10,000 to have me hunter in the Mediterranean Sea, uh-huh. we totally could. But if you want to see more of this, definitely... Uh, email us internetexplorerbuzzfeed.com tweet at us I explore um, yeah we love it because now we just get tweets that are purely from people who are angry at the Internet Explorer browser apparently and, the browser did something new and people are pissed yeah about there's it. A, there's a lot of problems with it so, um, whatever but uh, yeah I mean you know like let us know uh, let us know what you're looking at on the internet let us know what you're thinking hit us up your hopes your fears yeah and we'll be back uh who knows? Well, yeah. Whenever. We'll be back. Whenever. Um, you know, it was, it was nice talking to all you fine people out there in podcast land. Yeah. Goodbye. Miss ya. Yeah. Goodbye. Thank you for letting us into your ear holes. 
This episode was produced by Eleanor Kagan, Megan Dietry, and Meg Kramer. And uh, not Julia Furlan. Not Julia Furlan, who is on vacation this week and I think has no idea that we're doing this. That's um, right. I think she's probably just going to hear this. Like, she'll see it downloaded on her phone on Friday and we'll be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Julia. What's up? Hi, Julia. <laughs> um, additional production support from the Pod Squad. And the theme song is by Tan Lines. And you can find us on Twitter at iExplorer. At iExplorer. Um, and you can uh, talk to us on Discord. I'm DeusVolt666. Definitely just shoot me a message. Yeah, and we'll we'll see you guys around. Cool. Yeah, that's the Beatles. That's the most popular band ever. But you know what? When you think about it, that's like the worst band name ever. Like that is the stupidest band name. Well, I don't know if you noticed. So Beatle is like an insect. Yeah. But they don't spell it that way. No. They have an A in it yeah. for like a musical beat. Like the beat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's... Incredibly stupid. It's weird. They're like, we're the bugs for music. Well, isn't it weird that, like, in that band name, the weird part is the bug part? Like, like... Yeah. Like, like, why are they bugs? Why are they bugs? Yeah. Why are they, like, we're a bunch of bugs? And they don't, like... There's no other, like, bug puns in their, like, world. No, they never... They never... Uh, they never, never address like, the bug yeah, they don't, thing <laughs> It's not like they're the monkeys and no. they, like... Well, did the monkeys have monkey-themed songs? I don't know. They have oh, they have that song where it's like, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Well, yeah, but I don't think that's necessary. Well, they, yeah, we love to monkey around. Yeah, and the, so they got it out of the way. Yeah. Where it wasn't like, hey, hey, we're the Beatles. We're going to crawl around <laughs> like Beatles. <laughs> we look, have six legs and look, an exoskeleton. Look at our exoskeleton. <laughs>